Okay. So we um, really got a very fundamental understanding so far about not just the uh, purpose of, uh, of all of history, uh, but also the role of Moshe Rabbeinu and why there needs to be a Moshe Rabbeinu to facilitate a Geula. Because Geula is about revelation of Hashem in this world, so therefore there needs to be someone who is able to have both an element of revelation of Hashem in himself and something which is related to the world. To be able to, to cause godliness to be revealed here in the world in a way that's, that's, that's permanent. So, so the centricity of, of Meshmina's role in the world is very, uh, is very uh, clear. Um, then we started talking about the meaning of Shabbos and how that relates to Meshmina. As Meshmina's second prayer and his 11 prayers in, in Tilim, uh, the second prayer is about Shabbos. We spoke about how the Meshmin um, is two elements, and within himself is uh, underscored in the beginning of his prayer and the end of his prayer. That's why this double expression, the beginning of his prayer, double expression, the end of his prayer, established for us the work of our hands, established for us the work of our hands. And Shabbos also has this element of double in it. There's <coughs> the Gemara, everything associated with Shabbos is doubled, two chalas, etc. Shabbos has two kinds of rest. There's a rest from the work you do, do during the week. There's that, that kind of tranquility. And there is just pure rest, pure tranquility, not associated with the effort you do during the week. And so too, Shabbos has it within it the godliness which is, is related to creation, godliness which is beyond creation. So, uh, so therefore, Moshe made a second prayer, a song for the day of Shabbos, is very in sync with his, who he is and what his role is. Okay, now we're going to go continue on this theme and explain why this is associated with specifically chapter 90 of Now we can explain why this chapter is number 90, both because of the number and because of the letter of 90. The letter of 90 is letter tzadik. Tishim. What does 90 have to do with Moshe Benu's prayer, Moshe Benu's role? There's a rule in Gemara, and something happens three times, it's considered established. When something happens three times, so it's called a chazaka. The word chazaka in Hebrew comes from the word powerful. That means because this thing has repeated something three times, therefore it's become established. It's become something that's strong, something that will continue. Within the number three itself, which three indicates to this idea of chazaka, the perfection of that number is 90. Why? Because 90 is three times 30. Three times, three times 10. What does that have to do with perfection? The perfection of any number is when it has 10 in it. Number 10, it says in the Paradise, in the Kabbalah, is considered the perfect number. Why is 10 the perfect number? So, uh, in Kabbalah, perhaps, I don't learn the Paradise that I was quoting from, but I, my, my, my first guess would be the 10 spheres. Um, in the Mishnah, it talks about um, the number 10 in Prikiyavis, the several 10s, but the Rebbe notes um, that there's one ten, the Mishnah glaringly om- omits that every uh, Jew and the Havlavi non-Jew is aware of the Ten Commandments. How can the Mishnah is lusting all the tens? Doesn't mention the Ten Commandments, and everybody says because 
that's the source of all the tens. The reason why everything in the world is ten is because there are ten commandments. Ten commandments is, is, is the way ten is in Torah. And that's why there are ten spheres and, and everything is ten. It comes because of this, the, the ten commandments because of, because of the Torah. Torah is the blueprint for creation. So the reason we find perfection in ten in this world is because of um, the ten commandments. And that's why the coming of Mashiach, which is going to last forever, eternity, is associated also with the number 10. Mashiach comes, it says we're going to have the 10th song, we're going to be counter for the 10th time, we're going to bring the 10th red heifer. Therefore, 30, which is 10 times 3, is a perfection in, in Chazaka. Because it's not just, uh, it's, more, it's more perfection than, than three, six, or nine. It's ten times three. So 30 is a perfection in Chazaka. And 90, which is three times 30, is the full perfection of Chazaka. So that's 90. So that's, that, that's how the number 90 is associated with this same idea of Moshe Rabbeinu, something that lasts forever. Moshe Rabbeinu is not just about revealing godliness in the world, but in a way that's permanent. Is this some kind of formula? In other words, a number times ten times itself is full perfection for that number, or that's not true? No, that's not, it's not, it's not, not number times itself, or number, it's not a, it's not a general formula. This is a specific thing associated with Chazaka, that okay. three, is chaza, three is Chazaka, okay. and within three, uh, the number ten when three is tened, uh, like they say, and maybe that's why the expression 10x came about, I don't know, is 10x mean like the max, that expression? Someone told me that, I don't know. Uh, Survey so says, no, there is such a thing as 10x? Yes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's Grant Cardone. Uh, yeah, that's just an investment All right, fine. So, um, so, so 10 times three is perfection of Chazaka, and then Chazaka itself is in its fullest form when Chazaka itself has Chazaka. When the perfection of Chazaka is tripled, then they, you have 90. Okay, now we can see what the letter, the letter Tzadik has to do with this. The general way, the, the more common way, that our sages write this letter, um, letter Tzadik, how they write it out, is don't write they write Tzadik Daladiyu. That's how they spell Tzadik, Tzadi. They don't put a kuf at the end. However, in many places, there is also the last letters put in there as well. So the letter is called not a tzaddi in many places, but a tzaddik. Which this is associated with the level of the tzaddik. And a tzaddik is called, tzaddik associated with Yosef. Why is tzaddik associated with Yosef? So basically when we learn until now, it makes sense. What does Yosef mean? Yosef means bonding. The tzaddik is the one who is the foundation. Yosef means foundation. Yosef means bonding. Tzaddik is the one who is the foundation of what the world is about. The, world, the word world means concealment. And the tzaddik is the one who, who bonds and reveals godliness in the world. So the letter, the tzaddik, tzaddik al yud kuf, is associated with the level of Yosef. You, you, you lost me there. How is it attached to Yusayid? Because it says in the Pasuk, Tzadik Yusayid, the Tzadik is the foundation of the world. So the word Yusayid is also the, the Madrig of Yusayid, which is about bonding, and the Tzadik is the one who is the, the bridge that reveals Galilee in the world. 
be a good you do a good luck is a deal with all yana tater with fratic douches aces so hello ace milliage pure sadly lost inside but if he's a moving to tell you pure sadly so it says in svarim that since we know everything in tera is precise and especially the letters the holiness of the letters every letter the way it's spelled out has a meaning so what does tzaddi mean so we said tzaddik means your side what does tzaddi mean tzaddi means my side so tzaddi means my side. What's what's Tzadi's side and Tzadi is my side. What does that mean? What does this means in our lives is as follows. God built the world in a way that there are two sides. This opposite this the Torah says. There's the side of Tzadakadusha, there's a side of holiness, and there is the evil inclination on the other side. There is the Yetzir Toiv on the right side, and Alter Rebbe writes in Tanya that the Yetzir Toiv, the godly soul, rests in the right ventricle of the heart. And there's the Yetzir Hara, the, le- the, the evil inclination, who rests in the left ventricle of the heart. So since Moshe commanded us, the Jewish people, the Torah, and the Torah is considered the inheritance of the community of Yaakov, of Jacob. It's understood <coughs> that every Jew, uh, what's their tzad, what's their side, whose side are they on? Their side is the side of Torah mitzvahs. They inherited the Torah. So their, their team is Torah team. The laws of the Torah, the Torah says to do, that's my side. The other side, the opposite side has no connection to a Jew, and certainly it's not his side. He's on the other side. It's very interesting. This is um, similar to what it says about Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is called the Ivri. What's Ivri mean? The one on the other side, because he's against the whole world. So, we're, so, so too, a Tzadi means that a Tzadi underscores how we have a team, and we, are, we associate with our team. However, there's a there's an emphasis over here that it's not called me, it's called my side. It's not called my whole existence. I think what they're saying is like this. It's not called me. It's called my side. It's not called my whole existence. Why isn't it called my whole, ex- whole existence? If, if Terry Mitzvah is, is what I'm about, so that shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be something I'm just, um, you know, I'm patriotically associated with. Uh, it should be more than that. Why isn't it more than that? The reason it's not more than that is because Hashem built the world in a way that there's a concealment of godliness. And there are, as the Pasuk says, Elohim, which is the name of Hashem, which is associated with concealment, Elohim, the power of concealment, caused there to be one side opposite the other side. There is a world that hides Galinus. There is a Tachtenim. There is a world that this world is called the lowest world. There's, nothing, there's no world lower than this world. In regards to the concealment of Galinus in this world, this world is the, is the greatest concealment. And we don't feel in this world naturally they have to listen to the instruction of Torah. It's possible that a person, Chas disobeyed the Torah. And the goal is 
that we're supposed to transform the world so that the world, the side of the world, not just... I was listening to an um, interview with some Chabad emissaries in, 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 um, in uh, Israel last night. I know which university they're in, but they did something very remarkable. What they did was, not, not only are they, are they Chabad on the campus, but the campus itself like created a space for Chabad. So it's like, it's part of the campus life. Like in the main center of campus, there is a, you know, they have a kitchen and they have a Chabad house. Like that's, that's, what, that's what campuses have. So, so, so it's not like, you know, there's, there's something super, superimposed upon the campus. We have to like, you know, fight the campus. The campus, in order to be a perfect campus nowadays, campuses realize, oh, we have to have a Chabad house. You know, how else are we going to be a good campus? So the goal of why Hashem built the world in a way that the world doesn't agree with Teirah, the world conceals godliness, is in order that we should transform the world so that the, the world, the side of the world, from its own perspective, should agree to the, to the rules, to the instruction of Teirah. And only then, when it agrees to the instruction of Teirah, can we say that the, the godliness has become internalized and, and part of the lowest realm. So I think the emphasis over here is that it's only my side uh, because there is another side. It's not. It, I'm, I'm in a world where there is where there is uh, there's another voice. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not my whole being. There's another. There's another um, thing in my head that that that's talking to me. I'm looking at the Abishter, and there's another side as well. It's not. It's not my whole being. There's there's other things going on. So a Jew may ask, how is it possible? Even, even, and if, let's forget about Averis. Even doing things which are mundane. How am I supposed to transform the world itself and the people in the world that they, from their own perspective, will act in sync with the laws of Torah. As the Torah says that the Jews are responsible to inspire all people in the world to keep the seven laws of Neach. How am I supposed to make this transformation in the world? Who are in the Gebedar Vizah? You're not an objective party over here. You, have, you're, you are a, a, what's the word? You're, you're, you're partisan over here. Because the Torah depends upon the Jewish people. It was given for the sake of the Jewish people. And that's why it says in the Torah that God fought about the Jewish people before anything else. As it says in the Torah, many places it says, speak to the children of Israel, command the children of Israel. So the Talmud proves from there that the Jewish people exist before the Torah, and the Torah is for their sake. And the life of a Jew depends on Torah. As we say in our prayers, the Torah is our life, the length of our days. So if I am not a objective party, if I'm clearly on the side of the Torah, so then how am I supposed to cause the world the way the world is the world naturally should become a home for Hashem? If I wasn't such an alien from outer space, listen, part of the world of Torah, and I was just a regular, uh, what, what did Obama say? I'm a citizen of the world, right? If that's who I was. So then, so then, so then, it makes sense for me to be able to say that I'm able to, uh, you know, bridge the gap and bring bring Hashem's Hashem's message to the world. But I'm not. In other words, if I want the world to embrace Torah from the perspective of world, from the perspective of itself, and not because I'm I'm the uh, making some heroic intervention over here, um, I would need to be I would need to be different myself. I would need to be part of that that reality. So how can I, as a Jew who's connected to Torah, 
cause her to be at the world the way the world is a world, embrace Torah. You hear, you hear the conflict? Yeah? Well, you're saying it's Jew because you're part of the Jew. Right. Because, because you're, if you're not of the world, you're supposed to breathe. How are you going to bridge the gap? Right. If, if I was of the world, I wasn't parsing the Torah, so then I could say, okay, so I, as a part of the world, I want this to happen, but I'm part of Torah. I'm, I'm, my life is spent on... So, so, so how am I supposed to make the world the way the world is become, become a, a, a home for Hashem? Therefore, Hashem built the world in a way that a Jew, the way he is, as a soul in a body, it, it looks like he is objective. It looks like that the Torah Mitzvah doesn't force him to act a certain way. He doesn't have to act anyway. I'm not forced to I am I am objective. The way it looks like, the way it seems, I could choose this way, I could choose the Torah, I could choose the other way, I have a free will. So Hashem built us to have a free will so that if I was a zombie, if I was a robot and I have to act according to the Torah and, 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 and no choice about it, I was, I was an angel. So then, then, I, then indeed I would be a partisan to Torah. But since I have free will and the Torah doesn't force me to act a certain way, it looks like I'm on, this, I'm on, I'm on the side. I'm on, it's, it's, not, it's not me, it's, I'm just on this side. But actually the word, I think the word on the side means I'm a not interested party. I'm just on the side. Let's read further. I have both, I have both people in me. I have the godly soul and the animal soul. It says the other writes in Tanya that it says in the Torah, this one and this one judge him, meaning the godly soul and the animal soul judge the person. So Altarba says that it's not the um, animal soul that dictates what's going to happen, and that, that the godly soul what's going to happen. They, they, they both judge you, they both say their opinion, and you have to choose what you want to listen to. But neither of them are absolutely dominant. So the way so a Jew is, is created in the world as he is on the side. He's not he's not part of Teremitsis. He could choose to go to Teremitsis, but he's not really like part of Teremitsis. Teremitsis doesn't doesn't force him to act a certain way. Ter is there and he is there. So therefore it's possible for the Jew to uh, to be to be someone who is who is considered to be part of the world because he's not an angel. Yeah? If we were angelic beings, then indeed we have our, uh, uh, we're part of our, our political group and we can't see any other, any other way and, and that's it. But we're not. We have a Yitzhahara, we have Yitzhah So automatically we qualify as being part of the world. But it's not just the word Tzad, which means a, on the side, a letter Yud is added to the letter Tzadik, Tzadik Dalet. God's intent in giving us free will is in order that we should choose a side, that we should choose the side of life. Hashem asks us choose life. We should choose the right side. We should it should be tzadi my right. Just make things fair. I, I mentioned Obama, so someone posted a joke yesterday about Ben Shapiro that even on Pesach, even I lean, lean to the left. Anyways, I thought that was funny. Be sorry about that. Uh, on Pesach, even I lean to the left. Who does? Ben Shapiro? Yeah. Oh. 
Get it? So, someone, someone made a meme about him. I don't know if the. Anyways, so. Uh, but anyways, so so uh, the word tzadi means my side, right? So we are organic. So we have a choice. We are we are born to be just sideless, just on the side. We could choose what we want, but I sh- but we're supposed to add a yud to the. To, we're supposed to choose life. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to decide that we want to be with the Abishta. And to obey our godly soul, to choose the right, to choose Hashem. And when we do this, God helps us. As it says in the Torah, God stands on the right of the poor man to save him from the, judge, the judges of his soul. The judges of his soul, the, the godly soul, the animal soul, and the battle. And when a Yid chooses, I want to do the right thing, the Abisha helps do the right thing. So the adding of the letter Yud to the, to the, to the Tzadik Dal means, oh, yes, I'm organically, I'm, I could choose both ways. I have both voices in me. But Hashem asks me to choose the letter Yud, to choose the right side. So, so this, this experience that we all have is analogous to the two elements of Meisha Rabbeinu. Just like I said before, Meisha Rabbeinu. The Meisha has an element of Meisha, which is, he comes from the first Shemitah, he comes from the water, he comes from the hidden world, and he's also called the man of Elokim. Elokim means concealment associated with creation. Meisha has something higher in the world than him, something with, and something related to the world within him. So do every Jew has a soul and a body. So there is an element of Meisha Rabbeinu which is, which is uh, connected only with godliness, connected only with water, only with water is called Terah. And, uh, and then there is the way Meisha is a, uh, and therefore Meisha Rabbeinu because of his otherworldliness, he's able to transform the world and bring godliness into the world. And on the other hand, he's called a man, as the Talmud says from his waist down, he's a man, that he has a similarity, his body looks similar to the bodies of non-Jews. And therefore, it's as if he's on the side. He chooses, as a human being, to become a man of God. He's a man. He chooses, I'm going to be a man of God. He's a tzad. He's on the side. He says, I want this to be my side. So it's understood that tzadi, that the idea, what tzadi mean? Based upon this whole discussion, what tzadi mean? That Torah mitzvahs are my side. So why is it on my side? Why do I choose Torah mitzvahs? Not because I have to. Not because I am uh, uh, an interested party. Rather, I chose to do this. I'm a human being, I'm a man, I'm a soul in a physical body, so I could choose either way. And because I could choose either way, because I am I'm not partisan, therefore I have the ability to transform the world and the people live in the world that they should also agree on their own, from their perspective. It should be something that they, that they identify with. The Torah should be something they identify with, with in a way that this, this becomes internalized. Some, because... Because the message that a Jew has is coming from a human place. He's not above the world. He has a man's side to him as well. And therefore he has to choose to do the right thing. And so Hashem specifically built a Jew to be analogous in a way to Meishu Rabbeinu, to have these two sides in him, so he's able to bring Hashem's message to be something that the world can embrace. Uh, since, I, since I'm mentioning so many political people today, that, isn't that why Lincoln was so was so popular? Because he was like the people's man, right? That's how he, yeah. so, so so that's what the Abish built the Jew uh, to be to be to be the people's man, to have both voices in him in order that he should be able to to, to spread this to the world in, in, in a way that, that that's relatable. He's able to do that because he's not a zombie. He's not he's not he's not the angel. He's a human being. He has both voices, and because he has both both voices, he's he, he's sharing something that's that's uh, that, that 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 he that. He, since it's meaningful to him as a human being, it can be meaningful to someone else as a human being as well. 
Okay, so now we explained why the letter tzaddik and the number tzaddik of this chapter is very in sync with um, the number of 90. Then the letter tzaddik is very in sync with the message of what Meshbin was about, why this was chosen as the Meshbin's chapter. Any questions or comments or criticism? This chapter meaning... Uh, chapter 90. Oh. All right. Yeah. Something about that's why Sadiqim used to wear like those turbans that cover like their head, like yeah. on them or not. What's up with that? I forget exactly how it syncs to it, but the turban is directly connected to Yasub. Okay. Without mentioning numbers, that's the joke. Right. The philosophy of lawyers. Lawyers there's no black and white, it's just different shades of gray. <laughs> There's no choosing side. We can we can shift from one side to another. I saw once a picture. It's the honest lawyer. It's a guy holding his head like this in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay,